Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome to Into the Night with Sean Kelly on UPRN Radio 105.3. And how is everybody doing today? Hmm? I'm doing great. Couldn't be better. You know, um, I think it's going to be a good show tonight. And um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing from my guest. Um, so Thanksgiving's coming up, okay? And I'm going to ask my my uh, guest, you know, later on in the show. But um, Thanksgiving's up, and you know, it, it's something to be grateful for, you know, gratitude, you know. And my question to my audience out there is, okay, what are you grateful for in this past year, since last Thanksgiving to now? What are you grateful for? Well, I brought that question up on Chasing Prophecy, you know, earlier in the evening. And what I said, what I'm very grateful for is that I woke up this morning. You know, if I can wake up in the morning and being alive, okay, no matter what's going to happen to me during the daytime, okay, I'm just grateful I'm alive, you know. I am grateful for uh, UPRN Radio 105.3, Joe Monteldo, Michelle Desiree. I know I said that wrong. She's going to have my throat for that. Um, Jason Prophecy, Jenny, John, Jason, everybody. And uh, so I know Thursday when it's Thanksgiving, I'm cooking dinner for my family. So I'm looking forward to that, too. Uh, in the supermarket business, okay, in the supermarket business, um, this is a meat cutter's nightmare These this month and the next month because you had Thanksgiving with all the turkeys, and then two weeks you got to start working the Christmas hams, and then you start working right after Christmas, you're cutting the pork for New Year's. And uh, so if I look a little tired on here, in the next month that's the reason why you know so but i'm going to show up every tuesday night uh my hours change um chasing prophecy did too this was our first week um chasing prophecy now is on at 7 p.m to 9 p.m eastern time six to eight central time okay and my show comes on at 10 p.m to 11 p.m. Eastern and 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central. So I got moved. What is it ahead or back, Tara? Is it back? I got moved back. Is it what? It, is that what it means? Back. Okay, I got moved back an hour, and Chasing Prophecy got back a couple hours. So I don't know. So we'll see what happens. Um, so without any ado, I would like to welcome my guest, uh, Tara Brecken. Um, I've known her, oh Lord, 25 years or so. You know, she's a very dear friend of mine. And um, I met her through work a long, long time ago, and we stayed friends. She's like my sister almost, you know what I mean? And um, I'm all excited to hear what she has to say because... She has some stuff that she's been working on for the past couple of years, and uh, I'd like to hear one and share and share her story 
with you guys out there. So, hi, Tara. Welcome to, uh, into the night. Hi, Sean. Hi, everybody. How are you this evening? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing well, thank you. That's good. What's going right. on? Hey, Tommy Miller. Tommy Miller is a good friend of mine. He's always on my show. He's on. Oh, fantastic. Hi, Tommy. Yeah, she said hi, Tommy. She might be breaking up her a wee bit, but that's okay, Tom. Uh, so tell us what what you've been up to. Um, what's going on in your life? Sure. I um a few years ago started Reiki with a Reiki practitioner named uh, Judy Redhawk, and she invited me into her breathwork family. So okay, okay. Now what's breathwork? You have to breath breathwork. Sure. Breathwork, and it's called shamanic breathwork for several reasons. It is a group of older um, psychotherapists, like in their 60s and 70s, and they decided that people were over-medicated. So Linda Starwolf um, went all around the world and learned different religions, and at a very young age, dreamt of this Native American woman that she, and here she is, this little backwoods girl from Kentucky, um, dreaming about this Native American lady and having visions and things like that. Well, finally she found her and her name was Grandmother Twyla. And she was one of the chieftains of the five star nations in the United States, which okay. was the last five big nations of Native Americans. And she decided to name it Shamanic Breathwork in her honor. And it's basically guided journeys using different techniques that she picked up everywhere um, that move through your chakras. And what you do is you do deep breathing and it releases serotonin and dopamine naturally in your brain as you breathe deeply. And you connect with the god or goddesses of your understanding and the roots of your lineage, your ancestors. Okay. And by doing so, you heal yourself from within. Okay. Um, that, that sounds pretty interesting. Holly, my buddy Holly, she says hello, Tara. And hello, Sean. Hi, Holly. Hi, hi Holly. I'm glad you showed up. Um, so what do, so it, how accurate, how, so I say accurate, or what is the percentage of this actually helping a person out? Well, I'm living proof. Um, almost every single one of my mentors is sober and also um, drug-free. So it's basically 12 steps of AA as well, which is kind of nice. Um, they, it helps you from different things. It helps you calm down during the day. It helps you through sickness. It helps you mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, she also started Venus Rising University, which I've received a bachelor's degree in elemental studies, which is the study of how your environment affects you mentally, physically, and emotionally. Because studies have shown that, say you're sick and you're, you've gotten a disease like cancer, and you've lived in a house with your husband or wife for a long time, and maybe you've even built this house, and you've gone to the same church all your life and the same corner grocery store, and now you have cancer, and maybe you have to move. Okay. Well, if, if by some miracle doctors can help you or people can help you stay in your home, it helps you. 
because that is all you've ever known. You get to stay in your community, you get to stay in your church, you get to stay with the people that you know and love. And it's one less thing you have to worry about because you're in the home that you've always been in. But if you're in a toxic environment, say you get cancer and you're with an emotional abuser, whether it's a you know, man or woman, it helps you, you know, you need to get away from it. So mm-hmm. um, how it helps you is it helps you by ridding yourself of these things because the most people get down on themselves. They you would never say to, I would never tell Sean you some mm-hmm. of the things I say to myself in a day, you know, like you're, you're, you're not working or lazy or whatever. Some people have this emotional self-talk in their brains. Right. Kind of helps you rid yourself of that. But you also use different things. Like some people like candles, some people like different deities. Some people like scents, like smells. Some people like different things like stones added into their breathwork journey. So it's all based on what you like and what you want to incorporate in your journey. So it's not just shamanic healing. That's why it's called shamanic. My, my Hoxness center is um, a healing center, not just okay. a breath. Center. Okay. Because, what, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I have friends who do like, maybe you want to incorporate tarot. I have a friend who does tarot. I have a friend who does Reiki. I have a friend who does massage. I have a friend who's um, into like charms and um, rocks. So basically somebody that you have a lot of friends that are in the metaphysical world, right? Exactly. So yeah, they can incorporate it. Like one of them's a plant lady and never, never thought about this cactus and ivy. Mm-hmm. Even us Irish never thought about this. They're considered protection plants. Cactus because and that- ivy. Yeah, because they have points. Okay. Okay. I could so, see that. Yeah. So a lot of botanists consider them protection plants. So maybe the Venus five trap. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah. You can bring that into <laughs> protection. Well, skull, when you were mentioning your skull, um, this Venus, can you Venus explain a little, Yeah. Can you explain that a little bit more to my uh, listeners? Sure. So Venus Rising University is actually a, a university out of the uh, out of North Carolina. That's where a bunch of these people live, and it is actually accredited through the University of North Carolina. So all of their things were checked and verified, and you go through a shamanic introductory process, which is several weeks in length, and you can choose to be an ordained minister. Um, you can choose to become a facilitator, which is what I am as well. I'm also an ordained minister, non-denominational, so that I can help any kind of, you know, religions or non-religions. Um, you can get a bachelor's degree. You can get a master's degree and a doctorate. You can also um, have your own congregation if you so choose. So you could actually have, you know, a building where people can come and meditate and do introductory breath work and different things like that as well. So it's very detailed. All of them pretty much are doctors. There's one that specializes in astrology, one that specializes in the shatiki art process. So each and every one of my mentors specializes in something. Okay. Now, with with all this learning that you have, have gone through, mm-hmm. what has it done for you? 
Um, it's helped me relax. It's gotten me through some dark places. It's kept me sober most of the time. It's, I've been diagnosed with several health issues in the past year, and I don't think I would have gotten through them if it wasn't for the fact that I do this breath work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I do rely on my friends a lot as well. But what most people don't realize is we are natural healers. The best healers of ourselves are ourselves in general. So if you go in with a bad attitude, it lessens your healing. It also right. takes for you to heal. So you need a positive experience and it gets you out of your head where you may be dwelling on something crappy or something you really shouldn't be dwelling on. And it puts you in the right frame of mind and it actually gets you closer to the God or goddess of your understanding. And you can pray to your ancestors. Maybe your great aunt Helga was one of your best friends and, mm -hmm. you know, you feel that they're there with you. Okay. So this, you know, since knowing you, I have seen you 25 years ago and mm -hmm. I do see a real big difference in the change in you. Um, but, you know, so say like, so you're a healer, you you have your Hawks Nest Center Shamanic Healing, right? So right. you, you heal people, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. Say like uh, Tommy Miller decided to come in and he wanted a healing. What is the process of Tommy going through in order to get that healing? And is it a one-shot deal or is it a series of healings? So what I do is I have people reach out to me in my Facebook, which is either Hawksness Center for Shamanic Healing or Tara Lee Brecken. And it's usually a private DM because I'll ask you questions like what you want to incorporate into your breath work. If they're in the Pennsylvania area, they can come to my actual hawk's nest. If they're not, I can do it online. And I sit down and I talk to you for a good 15, 20 minutes and kind of get your vibe and what you want to incorporate, what you want to get from it, how you want to process it. And then we breathed for 30 minutes for your first session so that okay. you get idea. I teach you how to breathe. I teach you, you know, everything that you need to know. Normal journeys are an hour. And then we do a shatiki art process. Where well, what, you would, what was that again? It's, it's short. It's called a shatiki art process. Okay. And what you do is you draw a picture of what you experienced in your dream state. It's basically okay. you in between worlds. Okay. And um, we talk about it, what you've learned, how you felt, who you saw, where you are in your rebirthing process, because life is a spiral, not a circle. We're, we go in circles, but we're supposed to move forward. Okay. And each of us has the tools to move forward. We just have to find them, if that makes sense. Sometimes, uh, yeah, I'm I'm trying to, and I'm not making fun of you. I think it's pretty no. awesome that you're doing it, but I really am trying to wrap my head around this. You know, how can, and I'm not putting you on the spot. I just want to know. No. My listeners would like to know, how can you do a healing over the internet? So a lot of things have happened since COVID. One okay. of them. I took a lot of these classes online. In fact, all of them pretty much have been online. So what was nice about that is everybody was down in North Carolina and I was able to do these in the evening after work. Mm -hmm. um, 
So basically, I'm teaching you yourself how to connect with the God and goddess of your understanding. I'm not laying hands on you. I'm not like a Bible Baptist, not not throwing any specific religions under the bus. But, you know, growing up, I knew the Baptists were healers and they would sing and pray over you, things like that. That's not what I do. What I do is I connect you and teach you how to connect to the God and goddess of your understanding maybe the saints if if you're a catholic maybe daemons if you're luciferian maybe ancestors if you're a native american it's all in the different states of what your life is in your life can be in five different states that would be your earth your fire your water your air and your spirit and it's part of it's part of the birth process if you think about it when when you know, when the water breaks, that's something, you know, you see a light at the end of the tunnel, that's something. Each different step we discuss when you have your art process, what step you're in and what you're experiencing and why. Now, this, this shamanic healing, um, is this like brand new or is it have been going on for a long, long time? It has been going on since before Christ. Okay. Um, do you know the history behind it? So, the, you know, some of it incorporates things from India. Some of it incorporates items from Native American. Some of it incorporates things from Bali. It's all a bunch of different jigsaw pieces put together. To that, that is like, I don't, it, it, it's pretty interesting, um, especially when you tell me some of the healings that you, you do you know what i mean um right. if there's there's other subjects that i want to get to so if somebody wanted to get a shamanic healing from you where would they get a hold of you sure they can get a hold of me either on instagram or facebook um it would be hawk's nest center on instagram and then on Facebook, it's Haunt, it's Hawk's Nest Center for Shamanic Healing. Mm-hmm. Or it would be Tara Lee Brecken on either one. Okay. And do you have uh, a shamanic uh, thing, uh, saying that you would like to tell my listeners for right now? Words? Just trust your instincts. And know that the true healing of any human being comes within, from within. Okay. I hope you guys enjoyed that little segment of it. I did. I, I really enjoyed that because um, when you first started telling me on what you were doing, I'll be honest with you, I was confused. <laughs> yeah. I was, oh, I know. Um, yeah. We've I been wanting to sit down and talk it out. Yeah. And um, now I get a better understanding on, you know, what, what you actually do. Okay. And, and, and that's pretty interesting. It, it's something for, you know, listeners out there, Tommy, Holly, um, you know, it's, it's some, you know, do some research on it. If somebody wanted to research this, where would they research it? Sure. Just they the can whole... the whole movement. They can look up anything by Linda Starwolf and it'll connect to everybody that she has studied with and studied under um, she learned a lot from Jackie Small. She's learned a lot with, she actually was a um, student 
next to Ram Dass, if anybody's read any of his stuff. So, yeah, Venus Rising University is another place they can look, is venusrising.com. Awesome. Okay, Tommy Miller has a, a question. He says, hi, Tara. Can you share a success story you were proud of? And Ryan O'Shea says, hello, Sean Kelly and Tara Lee Brecken. Hey, Ryan. Um, yeah, I actually did a breath work. I did a guest breath work at my friend's shop a couple of weeks ago. And she was in a car accident when she was in high school. She hit a tree at over 70 miles an hour and was literally broken and died several times and came back. Um, when we did our shamanic breath work, I just had a feeling where I needed to go over her and I had a healing stone as well as a, um, I'm trying to think, it was a rose quartz. And I was standing over her and she said when I was standing over her, she felt like she was on fire mm -hmm. in her back. And when she got done with her journey, she came over to me and said that for the first time in years, her back didn't hurt. That, I was humbled by that. That's pretty cool. So how did you feel? How did you feel after you'd done that and you got that positive response from her? I was very humbled and honored and grateful. Okay. And and like being in, in the shamanic healing, as in paranormal investigating, you know, or dealing with spirits, you have to be humble. There, there's no ends, this or that's about it. You have to be humble about it, you know, because I will, a little story behind me, when I first started a long time ago, I had an ego, okay? And um, when I had that ego going, uh, I, I wasn't a good person and, um, you know, spirit kicked my butt, you know what I mean? A couple times, <coughs> excuse me, but, um, well, I, ho I hope, you know, that your business of the shamanic healing, you know, becomes a lot, you know, more strength. You got to check her out. She's a really nice girl. And, um, so we're at, can say like somebody's in the Pennsylvania area, in the Pittsburgh area, you know, Westmoreland County area, where can they go? to get one sure i actually have hawks nest center at mystic moon which is here on main street in butler and if they aren't comfortable with coming to actual hawks nest um, i'm always willing to go to their home now when you go to somebody's home do you bring somebody along with you just just to be on the safe side yep that's good that's good that's good now okay now a little bit about tara okay when when I had Pittsburgh Paranormal, so you know I retired, right? Okay, I'm, I, re, I retired from it. Yeah. And um, but Para was a part of my group, and um, it was about time to kick her out of the nest a little bit. You know what I mean? Because he's a good investigator. So, give us a little story about in the name of your new group that you got going on out in Butler. And can you share yeah, some stories sure. with us? Sure. Years ago, um, I started the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society Butler chapter. But when you decided to retire, we decided, you know, hey, we're, we're starting to outgrow Butler. We have members, you know, down in, um, I would say, the Uniontown area. And I have people from 
like the Beaver County area, people from Butler, different places, people in Pittsburgh. Uh, my son is in Moon when he's not in the Marines. So we decided to change our name and it's now the uh, Greater Pittsburgh Paranormal Research Society. And what, what kind of investigations do you do? So what equipment my next, do you bring? Sure. Um, my next door neighbor is a big help. Um, she's the co-founder of the society. She actually helped me found the Butler chapter as well. Uh, her name is Jen. And we've gone to private houses. We've gone to businesses. Um, we've done independent investigating. We've done cemeteries. We've done Blue Mist Road. Um, there was a house here in Butler where the woman is getting attacked and she can't figure out why. So we've been trying to help her here in Butler. Um, we need to clear that one, I think. Um, we got some of the same pictures in the same area as you did at the cemetery out in Beaver. I want to say it's, is it Grove? Yeah, it's Grove Cemetery. Yeah, um, when my son was taking pictures, he found that in the same area of the cemetery that Val got her picture, he got the, a guy looking mm -hmm. over in the same general area, which was kind of bizarre. Um, and then Jen was taking pictures in the same area and found another picture of the same guy, which was kind of bizarre. Um, okay. They're not as pictures, the one Val talk, but they're pretty good. Uh, we don't like a lot of computers because they can be manipulated. I was on an investigation with somebody where they were able to manipulate a REM pod and use a remote and make it go off to make it kind of fun. So mm -hmm. in my group, I rely more on their abilities and some of the basic instruments like voice recorders and a spirit box and the K2 meter. And I have a member who likes to use dowsing rods. And sometimes I'll bring a pendulum and things like that. And then mm -hmm. I also have a couple of witches who just joined my group. So they'll be bringing some of their fun stuff. Okay. Now, see, I have a problem with dowsing rods and I have a problem with, and this is my own personal thing. Right. On them. Um, dowsing rods can easily be manipulated. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and and, ex and, and an example was, you know, I was, you know, some, some, people i don't know you don't know these people i knew met them up in gettysburg and they had dowsing rods right and they were getting all kinds of stuff like that and so i said may i use them you know i got permission because it was their equipment it was their energy that was in it and i was holding it out and i was saying is my name let's say michael it was a different name it wasn't sean mm -hmm. and, it, and and i actually made him cross you know, mm -hmm. what I mean? like it was, yes, you know what I mean? And the same thing with the only way for me, a pendulum would be accurate is if you put it in the middle of a room and hang it on something mm -hmm. and let it go. Because anything, even the slightest touch of a wrist or your fingers can right. actually make that, you know, turn around. Now, right. I'm not I'm not knocking anybody that does have the pendulum and I'm not knocking anybody that uses you know um the dowsing rods but, right you know from my past experiences with those i i have a real hard time with that um now but, see with me i usually use those as like a backup so say i'm doing like a q a with a spirit mm -hmm. it, 
we're using a light, a flashlight. Right. And somebody's like, oh, can, you know, we verify that this person's really Joe Bob. And then I'll let them use something like that, that kind of thing. I don't rely 100% on them because they are easily manipulated. And I mean, like something as simple as a breath could move either one. So right. I kind of a backup plan more than anything. Okay. Uh, what was the, out of all your investigations with your group, where was your best place that you went? My specific group would have to be when we went to Blue Mist Road and my son saw the Wendigo. The Wendigo. Mm -hmm. He saw a Wendigo. He saw two. He saw two. Where at? What part of Blue Mist? So we were in the back um, where the dwelling used to be, where it said that a man murdered his family and they were buried in the septic system. Okay. And we were walking back and we heard this horrendous noise we were close to what we call the hanging tree right. which is supposedly where the kkk and different people hung mm -hmm. african-americans and witches and different things like that and i it's a it's a noise i've never heard before and i grew up in the country and all okay. of a sudden my son and you know john's over six feet tall turned as white as a ghost and looked at me and he's like mom we need to go now right and i said Okay, we're, we're leaving we're gathering people up and he's like no mom now and he starts cussing which he normally doesn't no he, no, he don't cuss <laughs> he'll, he'll cuss around me but not at me right. <laughs> so i was like okay so i have since learned that he is probably an exorcist because he can hear evil he can't he can see and hear evil that is his thing okay. and he to Wendigo trying to find the easiest target of our group and they picked one and it happened to be his girlfriend right and he didn't he had never heard of Wendigo he never knew anything about them it wasn't until we started researching it when we got home that we realized what they were and the the mythology of them is that they were once Native Americans that had to turn to cannibalism to survive because of some kind of evilness Okay. And turned turned evil and try to get people to convert. Well, you know that there are a, a lot of coyotes up in that area because mm -hmm. they're a coyote. Yeah. Because yeah. they make some weird noises. Yeah, they yip a lot. They released a bunch of them where I grew up to uh, weed out the deer population was when I was younger because I know a lot of people where I grew up were farmers and they'd kill the coyotes and they'd have tags in their ears. And when they called mm -hmm. the number, they were the released coyotes. Okay. So you, so this sound that you and John heard um, was totally different than from a coyote, right? Coyote, a wolf, a screech owl. None of it has ever made a noise like that ever. Okay. That, that, what do you have anything coming up in the future? We are um, taking a little bit of time off right now for several reasons. One, we have a member who's been very ill and had to have emergency surgery. And then I finally was diagnosed with what I have. So I've been trying to get through that. But we're going to hit the ground running in January. Then what are some of the places that you are going to be attending? 
Um, we are clearing out the house in Butler. I have some new members that I have to get acclimated. We're going to start doing regular meetings as much as possible um, in her shop. And she wants to go to Snyder Cemetery, which we actually, I actually have a very dear friend who is a Snyder who's willing to go. He wants to go with us. Um, we plan on going to Hillcon or Hillview Manor at some point mm -hmm. and probably the Western Penitentiary and different places like that. And then there, I do have a couple of people that want us to go to their homes as well. So, you know, some private things, which I well, don't know. I know about Snyder Cemetery because uh, when we first started, when I first started PPS, we went up there. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll tell you what, for the small burial cemetery, it is really yeah. creepy up in there. And it, it's not so much the cemetery being creepy. It's everything that surrounds the cemetery is kind yeah. of creepy. In fact, I don't know. Do they still have the foundation of the house that was there still? That I don't know. I haven't been there since I was young. So it'll be nice to be there. And the fact that he wants to go is kind of neat, too. Right. So he can actually give you the backstory on, you know, what that would be interesting, you know. Um, I hear now that you really can't go up there and investigate because uh, the police are hanging around and people are getting citations. Is that true? It is off and on. You have to get permission. And I know the chief of police, so <laughs> I can always call and say, hey, listen, we're, you know, we're going to be respectful. I have a member of the family that wants to come and talk to his family and we want to bring tobacco and maybe some type of liquor to, you know, pour in the ground, that kind of thing, which obviously I wouldn't be doing, but somebody would probably want to do. So. Why, why, why liquor? I would just think tobacco or orange, but why the liquor? Well, my get, well, in talking to the family member, you know, some of them did like whiskey. So. Oh, okay. Okay. So. He can have a so drink with his great grandpa or whatever you know so the tobacco would be for the native americans and then the, the, the whiskey would be for the guy's family correct yep exactly and then flowers okay, okay. Yep. yeah um snyder that that was a very very decent place so say like tommy miller wanted to go up right mm -hmm. and you wanted to investigate um where would he have to go you know without you being around Okay, or that family member, right? Right. What, where would he have to go up in that area to get permission to um, investigate? I would, I would contact the chief of police of Butler first and see if he has jurisdiction there, and if not, the state police. Okay. And Always then, get permission, everybody. Wherever you go, get permission. Yeah, and I'm not sure if it's technically considered – Moraine State Park in that area too, but I, you know, I always, if I'm anywhere close to anything like that, I get permission from the park too. Okay. Now, um, another area up there um, that is very, very haunted is McConnell's Mill. Mm -hmm. That place there is creepy as hell. And again, when I first started, we went to these places and, um, you know, you actually saw, they say, claim that there was a man that walks around that building. And there's, if I'm not mistaken, I think oh, the, the covered bridge there. Right? Yeah. I think uh, 
there was an accident with a horse and buggy situation a long time ago. And you can actually hear the girl's or the woman's voice screaming, you know, when you cross that bridge. But McConnell's Mill, anybody, if you want to, just go up to McConnell's Mill and just walk yeah. around and take your camera, take your K2s or whatever you want to use and go for it. Yeah. Because that's, there's a lot of haunted areas up in, in the Butler area. Butler's like crazy, man. It's a crazy area. Well, we have the Stone House, which was the site of the Wigton Massacre. I actually know a member of the Wigton family that wants to come with us there and talk to now, us about. Can you explain that to my listeners? What you just talked about? What was the store backstory behind that? Sure. So the Wigton Massacre happened. Ooh, a long. I, I want to say the 1800s, and it was a a farmer and his wife who had. I'd say I want to say there was like six kids. And he had gone out of town to do some trading. And there was a local town drunk who was said to be half Native American. And he was dry, which means if you're an alcoholic and you're dry, you're desperate to drink anything. I mean, like nowadays people would be drinking like scope, right. mouth, you know, or something Vicks like that. 44 formula. Exactly. You that, know. Was, that was the drink in boot camp in the Navy. Vicks formula. Yep. 44. Yeah, yeah. That's stuff oh, yeah. bad. <laughs> Go exactly. So, I mean, you know, so he was desperate and he was starting to hallucinate and he freaked out and murdered his family. Okay. He up in the yard and she was trying to shoo him away and murdered his family. So when Mr. Wigton came home, he found that his whole family had been massacred and they took the guy and hanged him right away with no trial and nobody would bury him because he was native american so some private person offered to bury him on his land and it's said that he's buried somewhere but nobody knows okay all right that that's so that that's pretty interesting uh, what other places in butler area or surrounding areas of butler that could be that that are haunted that you know of that have a good backstory. Um, there is a mass grave for people who died from the Black Plague. That's mostly um, Polish, Hungarian, that kind of thing off of 422. There's numerous Indian and Native American burial grounds within the Moraine State Park. Um, a lot of the buildings in downtown Butler are older and haunted. I've been in several just by being in them, I can feel it. Um, Loomis Road's not that far from here. There's some places up in the Slippery Rock area that are said to be haunted. There's a bunch of stuff up this way. And it all has to deal with the Native American? Um, some of it does. Uh, you know, the, the Snyder Cemetery is just a family, and it's just, you know, creepy there. Right. Uh, Black Death was the Black Death. They just buried a bunch of people in a mound, and there's like well, there was no markers there. It was kind of like a heap of dead bodies. So, do you know where the mound is? Can the person find this mound and try to investigate it? Is it under yeah. private property? What? Um, I believe it's a private cemetery right off of 422. I haven't been there myself yet, but it's pretty close. It's pretty close to you. Oh, that, yeah. that, that's good. Maybe that, you know, when the weather gets a little bit warmer, you know, you guys can go out and check it out. I mm -hmm. tell you, one building down there, 
in Butler, we did investigate a long time ago, um, was the Masonic Temple. Oh. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No That's, doubt. My mom used to work in that building. It was part of furniture galleries on the first couple floors. All I know is that it is very, very haunted. And what was really a privilege to that, because we were invited by them, you know, but we wow. actually got into the ceremonial where they have the ceremonies at, you know, and we got to investigate it. So it, that was pretty cool. So I know definitely the Masonic Temple up there is that that building is definitely haunted. So creepy when I was a kid. Well, yeah. if you remember, we got invited to the um, Oddfellows. What's the Oddfellows? They're they're the ones that are they're similar to the Masons, but they're called the International. It's I O O F something Oddfellows, and they okay. were in the of that library that you we had done, and we got mm -hmm. invited down there. That place was pretty pretty crazy too. Well, Butler's crazy all around, man. It's, you know, you got to watch your back when you walk through there. You know what I mean? <laughs> seriously man it ain't a healthy place but i know that there are a lot of places up there so anybody out there you know that is interested in investigating up in the butler area you know you can give tara a message or whatever and uh you know she can direct you to the places you know that you know that are haunted that you could investigate now and they do, they do do a haunted walk up here too around halloween Oh, they do? Is it a one-nighter? Is it a weekend? What? It is usually two weekend, the two weekends prior to Halloween. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's pretty so, cool. Marcos or, you know, someplace. Right. Okay. Um, and now I want to get to something that when, um, what, what is your feeling on the Wicca, Wiccan religion? Um, I think it's the basis of almost all religions. Okay. Can you go deeper? Um, yeah, it's easy. I was raised Catholic, so I can go pretty deep into this. Yule is a huge holiday for the Wiccans, and they had the Yule log, which a lot of people who celebrate Kwanzaa have a Yule log. Um, they also had the Christmas tree. It wasn't called a Christmas tree back then. Um, they celebrated the heart of the first harvest with Easter, the rebirth. Mm -hmm. These were huge for them. Um, Halloween was to ward off evil spirits. That's Samhain. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of our holidays are based out of any kind of Wiccan now, are, say like if you wanted to become a Wiccan, does that mean you're automatically a witch? No. No? Can no. you explain a little bit more about that? Sure. A lot of Wiccans don't perform um, spells or cast spells or, you know, that kind of thing. They do pray to their ancestors. They do celebrate the, the death and rebirth of the universe you know every year the wheel of the earth um but they don't do you know spells 
they don't do charms. You know, to me, that's becoming a witch. Well, okay. Now, my question would be, and I'm sure some of my listeners would like to know, if someone's casting a spell on somebody, right, could it come back tenfold like karma? So most witches do not believe in baneful spells. And what's baneful? What's baneful? Baneful is malicious, evil, of ill intent. Um, you have to be pretty darn sure when you're casting that spell that the reason you're casting it is true, because if it's not, it comes back on you. And it doesn't come back on you easy. It comes back on you pretty hard because someone out in the universe is coming back at you. Okay. Now, have you known people that this has happened to? Yes. And how are they today? Oh, I kicked their butt, but they're getting, you know, they're better. But it took a long time for them to get that So way. basically they had, so basically they went into casting the spell, but their ego got into the way, correct? Yep. Or say, for instance, I wanted to cast a baneful spell against you because I think you're a liar. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, there's a lot of people think I'm a liar. Okay. Oh, yeah. But if it wasn't true and they cast the spell at you or I cast the spell at you, it's going to come back on me. Okay. So you really need to know. Um, so do you, get a, do you have a mentor for that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Not the other least. thing is like a love spell. You don't want to cast a love spell on somebody you, that you want to love you that doesn't love you because that comes back to bite you in the ass too. Oh, it does? I, that was my next question. See, good minds think alike here. Because <laughs> uh, I hear people, especially women, you know, that go out and, you know, they really like this guy and they really want them this guy to love them and mm -hmm. all that and um i i've known a couple to where they do their own spell and i'll tell you what it messed them up pretty bad you know oh yeah they mm -hmm. they themselves, like i i knew somebody who was desperate enough to do an obsession spell they mm -hmm. wanted the guy obsessed with them and it unfortunately came back on them where they became obsessed with the guy right okay and that's not a good thing no. Trust me, that is not a good thing. No. Can you uh, share with my listeners? We got about four minutes left here. Um, sure. and in a couple minutes, any more thoughts on the Wiccan or your shamanic healing, whatever you whatever you want to share in the next two minutes? Sure. Um, each one of us is growing, each one of us is changing, each one of us has a death process, a rebirth process. Some's good, some's bad, some's harder than others, but with the right tools, you'll get through it, uh, whether it's Wicca or shamanism. Shaman is healing yourself within. Um, a lot of people think witches are evil, and what I say to them is, do you cook? And if you cook, when you make soup, do you throw it all in a pot together? You throw a bunch of things in a pot and hope that it's good? You're casting a spell. Right. So, so yeah yeah because uh who was it oh my god i forget but someone said even if you say something not in the, in the air mm -hmm. something that's casting a spell of some sort so i guess well it's fine 
you know what I mean? I, so it's yeah. like, uh, what's that? I'm sorry. I tell, everybody, uh, I tell everybody science and it's an equal and opposite reaction. So if I put a bunch of negativity out in the world, guess what I'm going to be getting back? Oh, it's karma, buddy. You're going to get a tenfold. But yeah. before I let you go, hon, um, you're a Marine mom. Why don't you tell people about your son? My son, John. Oh, man. He's 19 years old. He's under. <laughs> he's undergoing 40 or 54, minute, 54 hours of pure health. Um, he's almost done where he barely sleeps and barely eats and has to go through a bunch of physical and mental challenges and earns the right to become a Marine. So hopefully by the end of this, I get to see a snake bike on his chest. Oh, now see, that's a typical Marine mom, you know, seeing the snake bite. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Right, I God bless him. Our, our son is an awesome dude. He is. He is. You'll be a good Marine, you know. But I want to thank you very much, Tara, for being on the show tonight. And um, I hope everything works out for you in, in, in the future uh, with your shamanic healing. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, to my listeners, um, if you want a shamanic healing, you know, again, can you tell people how they can get in contact with you? You can get a hold of me on Facebook at Tara Lee Brecken or at Hawks Nest Center for Shamanic Healing. I'm also on Instagram as Tara Lee Brecken as well as Hawks Nest Center. And my personal email is Tara Lee Brecken at gmail.com. And thank you. Thank you very, very much for being on. Uh, thank you yeah. very much. And um, I'm grateful for you, buddy. I'm grateful for you, too. Okay, everybody, um, got about a minute left, so I just want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Um, eat a lot of turkey, watch a lot of football or whatever whatever you do on, on Thanksgiving. Um, I actually got the day off, which I'm shocked. You know, wow. I'm tomorrow. I know, I know. that This new store, this new company I work for, Tara, is a blessing, way better than the old one. I'm just... It's a good place to retire when you know you're retiring from work. And I got seven or eight more years and I'm done. But um, all I know is that everybody have a nice Thanksgiving. Um, parents, moms and dads, please go to your children and give them a hug and tell them that you love them. And children, please go to your parents, give them a hug. And tell them that you love them because that three word, I love you, goes a very, very long way. And if your parents aren't around, go to an aunt, go to a friend, you know, find somebody to hug and tell them that you love them because you know what? We need it. All right. In this world today, there's no such word as love. We say it, but we do not act on it. So everybody i want to say good night thank you for watching the show and i have a hell of a guest next week so please see you next tuesday remember okay thank you holly thank you very much good night and um all i know is that uh, next week we have a good show and um in fact it's tara's mentor okay so um remember chasing prophecy now is on tuesday nights from 7 p.m to 9 p.m. 
and my show into the night comes on at 10 p.m to 11 p.m eastern and central would be nine to ten so everybody good night happy thanksgiving tara thank you for being on and with all that happy hunting <laughs>